Welcome to the God Love Cities podcast presented by the North American Mission Division of the New York Metro. This is the podcast where we discuss with leaders the importance of understanding and reaching cities with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're honored to have you joining us during this episode. Let's get started. Welcome to the God Love Cities podcast presented by the North American Missions Division of the New York Metro District, UPCI. My name is Donnie Willis, and I'm so excited to be joined by my co-host for this podcast, Jermaine Carnegie. Um, Jermaine, I'm excited about this, man. God loves cities. Yes, sir. I think this is going to be a great journey. It's the beginning, the first one. So excited to to talk about these topics and looking forward to future guests and what this podcast could possibly turn into. It might help somebody out. Who knows? Absolutely. Just so everybody knows, this podcast is called God Loves Cities. And once a month, we're just going to drop a podcast and we're going to be interviewing different people who have made impact for the cause of Christ. Anywhere there is people, there is somebody who has made an impact in some way, and we can learn something from that. Jermaine, it pastors in Manhattan, right in the heart of New York City. And Jermaine, why don't you just kind of start off, tell them about the church, tell them about what you've done, just to get, so they can have a background about you. My wife and I, Sophia, we pastor in New York City, right in the middle of uh, New York, um, West 37th Street, which is uh, Midtown, New York. So we're connected to uptown, downtown, east side, west side. We are the major hub for all public transportation. So we're right in the middle of New York City. And we get a lot of different, obviously, New York being the melting pot. We see lots of different faces, lots of different people and a burden in our heart to reach all the people here. And I think this podcast is going to be great for for people like me. Like you said, not just people like me, because there's also people that they might not, you might not be in a, a big metropolitan city like New York, but um, as we follow the demographics of, of Americans, there are being a lot of people moving to these major cities and we've got to find a way to, to reach them. And um, you've got to go where people are. And, and, and so we're right where, where people are in the city. And it's, I don't think it's by coincidence that God has allowed us to be here. We've been here for two years now. We planted our launched our church in the midst of the pandemic. Yes, in the midst of COVID 2020. And we've been here for two years now and we've just seen God do some great things and we're expecting a great harvest um, in this city. And I'm always comforted by that verse in Romans chapter five that says we're sin abound, great grace did much more abound. And you can look at your city and you can, it's easy to see the things that are obvious. It's easy to think, see the things that are anti-God. It's easy to see the things that are in opposition to the spirit of God. But God's called us there to be a light in that city. New York, I mean, you see the billboards in New York. It's not a family-friendly city. <laughs> we were, we were. this was whenever the kids were much younger. And just for, for clarification, Jermaine and I and I, and and Jermaine and his wife Sophie, they are so close to our family. Um, they babysit our kids. My our kids love to go to their apartment. That's how we bribe them on Sunday nights to go to uh, Living Hope is because they get to see Jermaine and Sophie, or as they call them, Uncle Jermaine and Aunt Soph. Um, it's like they're it, it's our it's our New York family. But like Jermaine was saying, like the billboards, we we had our kids. They were much whenever they're much smaller. We were we were in a. Um, and one of the terminals and the subway terminals, we're, we're just moving. We're trying to get through it and, and whatnot. And I look over and I see Braden, who's now our oldest. He was younger at the time, but I see him with his head down and his eyes are covered and we're just kind of walking. And I said, man, what, what's, what are you doing? What are you doing, Braden? And he goes, that girl needs to put clothes on. 
<laughs> and there was like this moment of just complete honest and transparency that is so in your face all of the time. People think about their families here. Is it safe to raise my family in the city? But cities are a place where people also find hope. They yeah. find living hope, which is yeah. the name of the church of the Germain pastors. They find the gospel. Um, the Bible talks a lot about cities. Cain yeah. built a city. Um, Lot built a city. The Tower of Babel, the first skyscraper. Jerusalem was a city. The Bible talks so much about reaching cities. Yeah. And obviously this is a biblical based podcast and the references that you just mentioned of going to cities, it's the New Testament church started in the book of Acts. And these are the final words of Jesus before he ascends back. He says, after you receive the Holy Ghost, I'll give you power and you're going to be witnesses in not just in Jerusalem and Judea. He says, I want this gospel to go to the uttermost parts of the world. And we see Paul, the apostle to the Gentile, he's going to Corinth and he's going to these major cities. That was the whole plan of Jesus Christ. The last word he said to these 11 guys or 12 guys now um, is that I want this gospel to, to not just be in this hub of Jerusalem, which was the major city then. And then you see Paul in Romans chapter one, he says, I'm ready to go to Rome. And Rome was the, the modern day ancient city of that time where just that was the melting pot of the Bible time. And Paul says, hey, I'm ready to go into this city because I know this is Rome with, with all the persecution rather of Christians. And Paul got to Rome in bonds and in chains. And he's like, guess what? I'm going there because there's people there that need the gospel. So it's always been the intention of God not to just keep this gospel just hidden in some small community or in, in a small city or a small town. But it's been the intention from the from the mission of the disciples. Hey, I want this gospel to spread to the entire world. Like there is this movement towards major city, New York City and Los Angeles and San Antonio and Austin, Texas. And we can think about all the major cities, Detroit and Chicago, all these major cities, like um, just population increasing year after year because there's especially millennials and generation um, Z, all these millennials, they're, they're trying to find a place in a city, you know, it's the center of, of nightlife and all the things that goes on, you know, there's sporting activities and all that stuff. And we've got to reach these people. Um, you know, 50 years ago, 5% of the world's population lived in cities. Today, over 50% of the world's population live in cities. You can know that not not to not to get political here, but you look at a political map of um, of a state and you'll see all of one color and then you'll see one little bitty blob of a different color. And it was the little bitty blob that might be able to carry the whole state. The, re the reason why is because people are in cities. The majority of people who live in cities, you can get everything you need within five to ten blocks of where you live. So the church should be planting more. Yeah. Tell tell them tell everybody on this podcast. Okay, if I was a first time guest and I knew I wanted to go to Living Hope, what would I have to do? Walk me through step by step my experience to get from <laughs> the street to the location. This, it just this just kind of in my mind explains just how different um, being in a city is. Um. In the suburbs, you're getting your car and you're getting to church. But in the city, um, searches and it might be different in different cities. Different uh, cities have different tr public transportation. But most, um, I'd say, eighty percent of the people that come to our church is there by train or by bus. And um, the great thing with our location, we're centrally located, so it's a major hub. Um, 
there's the major subway line get to our church. So um, even so convenient, sometimes my wife and I, we have scooters. We we take scooters to church. We don't have a car. <laughs> no, that's foreign to some people like they're driving, riding on their scooters to church. So any form of transportation or any means of transportation. So but most likely if you're going to get to live in hope. You're going to get there by a train or by a bus. But in the city, you have to almost think of making it so convenient for people. Like here in New York, like if if something is not within four or, or three miles, because traffic is always always congestion, get cross town or going uptown. There's always a delay on this train to take you to that train. So if it's not convenient for people, we realize that they won't come. So um, that's another that's a barrier of 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 trying to make things as convenient as possible. Now you know in in your suburban church, you know some people they'll drive forty miles. Um, those are kind of the thoughts that will have to play in your mind of, of planning church city. Like, is it convenient for people to get to? Is it centrally located, right? Am I going to be stuck in traffic for two hours trying to get, because that's the thing with New York, it can, it can be two miles, but it could take you probably 25 to 30 minutes to get there. So those are one of the challenges that we face here. And like I said, each city is different and you would have to come up with, with what are the challenges in your city? Your city might be for I know Los Angeles, their public transportation might not be as great as New York, but I know Los Angeles traffic is is, is a lot. You so, just wanted to get a big in on Los Angeles. I felt, that, <laughs> I felt that New York vibe come through. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about reaching people here. Yeah, there was something that you guys did. I'd like to give two examples here. I'm gonna let Jermaine talk about the first one here. I want one, and then I'm gonna talk about something that we did this past summer. But Jermaine, at Thanksgiving this year, y'all set up a feast at Thanksgiving, but you didn't set it up for you. You saw you were sensitive to the needs around you and you made a connection and um, y'all did something different for Thanksgiving this year. Why don't you tell us about what you did? Yeah. So the, the, the misconception with New York City, it's it's obviously just known for its lights and it's known for celebrity it's known for star but there's a lot of people in new york city that that's in need of not just a good church but they're in need of 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 friends and they're in need of community and they're in lots of homeless there's a big homeless population in new york so this past thanksgiving we just wanted to tap into that and and to 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 be a light in our community of course we want to share the gospel that's the first and foremost because what good is feeding the body if the soul is malnourished right so uh, but we also have to capitalize just like Jesus did. Jesus was just the, the master of, of, of this. You know, he'd feed the 5,000 and he said, okay, all right, I know you guys are munching on some fish and bread, but I've got something to talk to you about. So um, we we try to take that model and, and we try to, uh, so this past Thanksgiving, we were able to feed some of our homeless community um, a, a nice warm meal that they didn't have any, uh, didn't, couldn't get otherwise. And we set up and we had a good a good turkey and we had some stuffing and all the stuff that goes Thanksgiving, all the, the meals and, and mashed potato and all that good stuff. And we were able to feed um, some home, the homeless community in our, um, that's located in New York City. And it was a great turnout. Matter of fact, we got connected to a lady that she just doesn't uh, she's involved with the homeless community in New York City with, through this app called Nextdoor. And we connected with her. She was almost like our middleman to get connected to the people that she already knew. And we were able to just have a, have a great service. We had a good turnout. We had people come and we had great service and we had great food. And it's something that we want to continue doing um, 
And it, it, we just want to take on not just the responsibility of feeding people's soul, but we also want to take on the responsibility of getting somebody a, a good meal. You know, let them know that we're in the community because sometimes they, they might not even come for your for, for your preaching. They might not even know your doctrine, but they just want to know that you're there. And that's what and that's that's what we need to do as Jesus. You know, we just just be like God and and just have a place that people can come and feel at home. And they may not come back the next Sunday, but they'll always know that you're there. Yeah. Well, Jesus, what, what did Jesus say? I was hungry and you fed me. Yeah. He said, when did we? see you hungry and feed you. And Jesus responded, when you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. And there's a lot of Jesus in the cities. Um, something that we did this past summer was we had, we hosted, we call AYC trip, Apostolic Youth Corps. And we had about 20 teenagers from all over the United States come to New York. And one of the tasks was a serve day. And on that serve day, they had put together I don't know, somewhere in between one to 200 bags of blessings. And in those blessings, put things like socks and flashlights and, and aspirin and um, uh, protein bars and food and all kinds of things. And we filled these bags and we took wagons around town. And anybody that we saw without a home just gave them the blessing bag and asked me for, I can't, you know, there's like this stigma that these people are to be a, like you should be afraid of them, but they're incredible people. They're incredibly bright people and kind and loving. And it, and they real knows real. And whenever you are and show kindness and the heart of Christ, I can't tell you how many people said, thank you. How many people that we, we walked by one group and we came back and we saw the, the man with a baby wipe wiping down his foot as he was ready, getting ready to put his new sock on. And socks are one of the number one things that's needed in that community. If you think I'd never thought about it until we began to do some research. You know, I think of I think of these major cities in the United States, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Boston, um, Detroit, Austin. Yes, these are pagan cities, but paganism is spiritual. Therefore, it's a spiritual city and there is a spiritual hunger in cities of people longing for something that is real and something that is true. Um, everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be cared about. And we can provide that. And it's just being willing to open ourselves up and say, all right, we're going to be sensitive to the to be the kind of church needed in this environment. I concur. In, in cities, you're never going to run out of people to to talk to. And you're never going to run out of people to to give to. On behalf of Jermaine and the entire North American missions team, thanks so much. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.